This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Huh? Previews. I'm trying to remember previews. It's this I, big catalog that comes out usually the last Wednesday of the month. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just I submitted my my LCS previews like two weeks ago, and I sent my one to Cowabunga like three weeks ago. Well, you were really on the ball. See, I wait till the last minute. Yeah. But I'm digging being on the FOC list now. I wasn't on the mailing list for a while. Oh, time. you weren't on the FOC no, list? No, not until about a month ago. Yeah, it just gives you more to... <laughs> yeah, more chance to buy something. Yep. I listen to... There's a couple podcasts, other podcasts I listen to that are really... Guys are really into Cowabunga. The hosts of Comics, Fun, and Profit. Oh, yeah. I listen to them. They're they're yeah. big into Cowabunga. That's how I found out about Cowabunga. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. Yep, yep. It is from the Comics for Fun and Profit. So... And I think it was Justin that turned me on to them. So like, yeah, listen to Comics for Fun and Profit. They're pretty fun. I was listening to them, and they were talking about Cal Bungus, and I started listening, you know. And that's when I first, hey, how do you get on this list? I want to, you know, can I see your monthly previews list? And then I got it, and I saw what the pricing was. It's like, hell yeah. I believe it was Mike Myers who told me, clued me out about Comics for Fun and Profit. And I heard him mention it on his podcast at some point. Well, I do listen to Comics Front and Profit, and they mention Mike Myers quite a bit, too. Yes. <laughs> Comic Book Spotlight, I think it's what it... That one I haven't listened to. They they do a previews episode, and they do it very in a very unique way. He has people send in audio clips of what they choose. So, like, Mike will send in audio clips, and a few other people will send in, and he just, you know, edits those all together. Well, I guess that's an interesting way of doing it. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, comic book page podcast. Do you have your previews in front of you? We can just yeah, kind of start. I dug it out of the trash. <laughs> you dug it out of the trash? I, like I said, I'd already submitted everything. Okay. So I, I got it back. I got them all back out. They were on, it was on top. It's like my office trash, so it's just mostly comic book stuff, and it's still sitting on top. So what you're saying is we need to be more timely about doing this right well, I don't know about up. Oh, I don't know. It was due the 18th. Except, uh, I guess the Cowabunga one's due next week. So. I was going to say it's next Wednesday. So, well, that, I mean, that's the thing. My LCS, for the ones I still get there and everything, I mean, it's due on, like, what's the due date on here? The 18th? I think so. And I, was, yeah. and I was actually late and got it to him on the 21st, and he was ordering that night. So I usually have to get mine in, like, a week to him, a week before um, the Cowabunga one. Right. So I just do them at the same time. And I still got to do today, uh, Friday's FOC. That's still sitting in my email. Maybe we'll take a look at the FOC, too. Okay, that's fine. We can do that. Uh, all right. So are we going over picks? Are we going over what was interesting? Uh, just, you know, what you found interesting are things you picked. Kind of free form. Okay. I mean, the first thing I saw was right off the bat was the first thing in image. Oh. Uh, sea of Stars. 
See a star. So I guess we started this thing. Yes. Woohoo! And because Mike Myers demands it, previews. Ooh, see a star. You know, I saw that and thought about that. I mean, Jason Aaron is the first thing I thought, and I'm like, okay, gotta at least give this a look. Mm-hmm. So is it a limited series or an ongoing? It <laughs> is. As well, I have said they have the listed as series premiere, so that kind of indicates an ongoing. It doesn't say like one of four, so until I, I hear, hear otherwise, it's an ongoing. But you know how independent comics are, though. Things that begin with the intent of being an ongoing become a limited series when the sales don't mm-hmm. match up. So, know how that goes. So no, yeah, Sea of Stars looks interesting, and then on the next page, like Unearth from Cullen Bunn looks interesting. I thought. Yes. Uh, saw that one as well. Um, he's got, he's really starting to write a lot of things. For no, quite tell a me few different, for quite a, He's becoming the new Jeff Lemire. <laughs> but I saw that. Yeah, it looks you know, kind of post-apocalyptic almost. I read quite a bit of Bond. I don't read all simply because a lot of what he does, he's very heavily into horror genre. Which is yeah, not my favorite, so. Yeah, but it's more the suspense horror, not the. Well, that's true. Not the. Um. Oh, what's it called? The gore porn horror? Which is what, growing up in the 80s and all that, that's kind of what I associated with horror. I had to be re-educated on what horror actually is. Right. Once I started watching some Hitchcock stuff. Yeah, you know, and it's like three of them in a row because then you got Reaver 1. Uh, I think I actually ordered it. So that one I saw I did not appeal to me enough to get it. So, but it's a not it's an interesting looking series written by Justin Jordan with Rebecca Isaacs is an art and Alex Gunmar Gwynmars. Well, you know I kind of look at it as an alternative history of the colonization of the Americas. Right. So That's a good way of thinking of it. That's why, you know, it appealed to me. I've always had an interest in pre-Columbian archaeology and, you know, North or Western, Northern and South American history and things like that. So, yeah, I think I did order Reaver. Good stuff. Cause, uh, that, actually, there was a lot of new stuff coming out this month. Yes, uh, there's quite a bit in, uh, well, not all of them, but certainly Image. Even after, I mean, you look at the next page... 56, there's Space Bandits by Mark Millar. Oh, so it's going to be a Netflix movie. <laughs> yes. This is the uh, first draft of the teleplay, or the screenplay for <laughs> the Netflix series. Ooh, but there's a Howard Chaykin in cover B. Yes. I like me some Howard Chaykin. But I didn't order that one either, but that's like that's another new number one that's coming out. So. Yeah, you know, they're all kind of, well, let's see, two... Well, let's see. You got two kind of science fiction, a kind of horror, and then an alternate history, kind of, sort of. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's kind of what I think about Image doing now, which is way better than what they were doing in the 90s when they first came out. Oh, yeah. I kind of like what they've evolved into. So that looks like about all the number ones for uh, Image. Yeah, now the one thing, talk about, we should talk about number ones, but just want to mention something that is coming to an end. I know it's been popular with a lot of people. I didn't care for it. 
Paper Girls is ending with issue number 30. What do you mean you didn't like it? That is, that is one of the my look-forward-to reads each month. I, I read the first arc and said, check, please. It's BKV. Yes. Oh, man. It wasn't bad. It's just like, okay, on the scale of, you know, or like wanting to be judicious about where I spend my money, it's like, okay, I can find, there's other things I can find that I'll, I'd rather buy than this. Uh, well, you know, there is that consideration. But, okay, along those same lines, look what's coming back. Analog. Yes. Issue six, after being away for a while. I saw so, that. Woohoo! That's going to be interesting. Yeah. That will be back. There's a hardcover Bad Weekend, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, the more in the criminal series. Cinder, I have I've kind of passed on that. I may try to get that in trade or trade. comes out, but I'm not getting the individual issues. Yeah, and this month also sees the end, the fifth and final issue of Little Bird, which the first two issues of it have been great. And the art's been, the art's been fantastic. Not familiar with this creative team. Well, it's, you know, soon after the issue five, you'll get the trade will come out or something, so you check it out that way. I'll look for the trade on that. But that was most of what I saw in Image. Quite a bit, but I didn't see. And Spawn's Countdown to 300. And not many, uh, not many independents outside the big two got up, get up to like 300. So that's quite an accomplishment. Yes, it is. So, all right. So we might be doing with image. Right. What is next? Oh, then we go into dark hand, not dark hammer. We go to dark horse. <laughs> dark horse, because I'm just thinking about this black hammer Justice League crossover. Yes, I'm looking forward Hello, to this. Justice. I'm looking forward to this. You know, I kind of went back and forth, and then I finally decided, yes, yes, I will like this. <laughs> well, you like Black Hammer. Well, I do, but it's like, so does this, you see, this is where I kind of get into that whole multiverse thing. So does that mean Black Hammer universe is one of the multiverses in the DC universe? Oh, now you're really going down a rabbit hole now. Uh, I mean, yeah. you can, how do you cross over between companies unless they're in, yeah. You You've got me. I'm not even going to begin to speculate on this. So, is it like one of the 52? Is it one of the dark dark universes that came out of metal? What is the Black Hammer universe? I kind of like to... See, that's the only thing. Sometimes these crossovers just kind of... I don't know. They cause that conundrum in my head. And I know they're comics, and you're supposed to suspend disbelief. But, you know, you kind of like to see how things fit in with continuity-wise. Um, To a point, I've, I've never been one to be that concerned. If they want to fudge a little bit on continuity, I'm not going to be upset about it. Particularly when it comes to DC and Marvel, because those, those things are so convoluted. And That's why you, that, uh, you just have a crisis every ten years, and it sets <laughs> everything. Right. Yep. So which cover are you getting? you getting the Jeff Lemire variant cover? Um, because it's the most awesome of the covers? I might. I don't know. I, I like that Yannick Picat one, too. Yeah, that one's pretty good too. I may end up getting a couple of them. Gosh, I'm becoming the guy I never thought I would be. <laughs> the variant cover guy. So, but people are starting to put out such good stuff. And then you get the World of Black Hammer Encyclopedia at only three ninety nine. Yeah, 
and only 40 pages, so it can't be that extensive, but it, I'm sure it'll have... Maybe they're, in a, they're typing it in a very small font. <laughs> it could be, yes. So, there is that. And actually, I don't know if there was anything really else in Black Hammer. Not in Black Hammer. I don't know if you're a big fan of the Orville. Oh, Black Horse. Dark Horse. Dark Horse. I don't know why I keep... I just now associate Black Hammer as Dark Horse as one and the same. So, I don't know if there's anything left in Dark Horse. Well, there's another another Cullen Bunn book in Dark Horse. Manor Black. Of course. Four-issue miniseries. With... The artist on this is Brian Hurt. Who they worked together back on uh, Sixth Gun and Harrow County. Oh, oh, you know what? There was something else in Dark Horse that I thought was interesting. They're on page one seventeen. Okay. Now the comic book legal defense fund presents Selling Comics: The Guide to Retailing and Best Practices in the Greatest Modern Art Form Trade Paperback. Yes. So, how to sell comics or be a comic shop, I guess. Yep, I wasn't going to mention it, but I'm going to get that. Oh, you are going to get that? Because yep. you're going to be selling some comics? No, I'm just very interested in the business and how it works. Uh, I read I think, some of You know, usually for business, I think the number one rule is don't lose money. Well, gosh. You should be a consultant. <laughs> I can offer that advice all day. Yes. No, I'm very interested in how a comic business runs up. There's a book... I read that I would recommend. It's called Comic Shop mm-hmm. by Dan Dan Gergino, I think is his name, and it's really kind of the story of the direct market, how that came about, and how that altered comic sales and going from the seventies forward. Really good read. That is, yeah, I saw that. That looked interesting, and yeah, I was going to get that, but no, I didn't see anything else in Dark Horse. It, so let's see. I think that moves us on into DC. Yes. Boy, DC is really going in some interesting directions. Yeah, and they've also reduced their number of books. Yes. And they will be stopping the twice a month shipping later this year or towards the end of the year. Oh, will they? I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, there was an article. Uh, Martin retweeted it. I haven't had a chance to read it. Oh, yeah, I'm still figuring out the Twitter. Of course, I I had a period earlier this week when I was on Twitter for a good hour twitting. <laughs> right. This guy's Mike Myers and Paul drug, drug me into a Twitter conversation. Ah. Oh, yes, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of threw you under the bus because he was like, tell Dennis that if he wants to start getting, getting rid of some of his comics, I'll buy just about anything. And I tossed your name out there. So, yeah, I got you involved in that. So. Yeah, so there we go. You either thank me or curse me for doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can guess on DC, I mean, there's not much to say other than page, the first page after you open it. Right? Do we need to talk about anything uh, else out of DC? Other there's, than, some, uh, there's a couple of things I might want to mention, but that's the main thing by far and away, yes. Batman, Curse of the White Knight. Written, written by Sean Murphy, art and cover by Sean Murphy, variant cover by Sean Murphy. It's just yes. all Sean Murphy. Sean Even his Murphy. variant covers are variant, are Sean Murphy. Right. And I liked like, it variant cover of the Ezreal. Yeah, but don't you like both of them? I like both of them. Yes. Ah, oh, they're just gonna be awesome. And this will be a 
another eight issue series of uh, it's not I wouldn't call it I don't think it's called an Elseworld, but it's out of continuity for certain. It's a it's a black label, even though I I kinda confused what black label is now. Well uh, I think it was originally touted as being a little more adult oriented. You mean R? Yes. But then, of course, that was, they had the famous, infamous bat penis in <laughs> Batman Dam that they had to go back and redo and not promise not to do that again because, you know, people can't act like adults. I don't and, know. I don't know who was ever outraged about that other than oh DC. gosh. Was people outraged? About yes, that? there were a lot of people outraged. Or just oh, thought it was, uh, some people thought it was gratuitous. It was not. I mean, it wasn't, it's not, come on, people. But, mm-hmm. No, I'm looking quite forward to this. Yep, and then you get the next page and you see it's DC Year of the Villain starts and you have these uh, variant headshot, variant covers for various books of the headshots of villains, which some of them look pretty good. Actually, there's not any of them that really look bad. Right. But again, do you want to buy a bunch of books for the cover? That's it. Uh, or do you want to buy a bunch of tie-ins? I'm not sure how interested I am in this event, quote-unquote. Yeah, and what do you think about that Batman universe number one? Yep, it's the stories that were in the giant size, 100-page giants that were being sold exclusively in Walmart. So, so, yes, those didn't go to comic shops, and even though most of the books were reprints, starting with issues three, I think, they all had brand new stories. So Tom King was writing Superman, Bendis is writing Batman, and Amanda Connor was writing Wonder Woman, and there was like through each of those, there are three and four Issues three and four in Walmart were two part stories. So this lets you get those stories if you didn't want to, if you didn't get those hundred page giants out of Walmart. I, I don't know. Probably not be getting them. Why? Cause you got the hundred page giants from Walmart? No, I don't. I just don't know if I'll get them. They'll probably be collected down the line somewhere in trades. True, true. That's kind of what I was thinking. So I'll kind of wait for that. Yeah, but it looks like we got some new number ones coming out from DC's Young Animal. That seems to be back with two issues. Yes, hopefully they'll be a little bit better about releasing things more frequently. Because I think that's what doomed the last set of runs. Because some of those books kind of got behind and... Inconsistent? Inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, it does kind of break the uh, flow of the story. I'm talking at you, Doomsday Clock. <laughs> ah, enough said about that yep and the next two pages are Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane number one and I'm really loving that Jimmy Frizen Lois Lane number one cover there yes very nice and I know that Jimmy Olsen alternate cover doesn't look too bad either of course no. I don't know what you can what kind of story you can have about Jimmy Olsen but eh. well didn't he have a comic don't you collect the old ones that he had I collect the Jack Kirby's ones that he did of Jimmy Olsen. That's only about eight, ten issues, I do believe. Okay. Well, this is Matt Fraction. Mm. No, maybe he can do something with Jimmy Olsen. I don't Doesn't he know. Just, does he just run around and take pictures? Yeah, that's it. He runs around and takes pictures. Yep, yep. That's what you do. So, yeah, you just kind of flip through the rest of it, and all I'm seeing is some through DC is some awesome... Variant cover art. God, I just, you know, DC's just doing some great, just got some great people for art. 
Yes. And I like most of the variant cover artists. The one I the one that everybody is so wanting right now that I'm not just that's, I'm is a talented artist, but I'm not all that fond of the art is this art germ. Mm-hmm. His airbrushed manga-like looking art. Yeah, I mean it's nice. It just doesn't appeal to me. I'd much rather whatever the main cover is. Artist, especially on yeah. like Catwoman, I would much rather have a Joel Jones cover than Stanley Art Germ. But that is my personal opinion, just mm-hmm. personal taste. Yeah, yeah. So I've skipped ahead. What have you been thinking about these deceased covers? Deceased. Yeah. Well, he read one issue, and that was actually pretty good, I thought. So. Yeah, it was. But, but I think everybody's going for the covers. Whew. Yeah, so those look pretty nice. The horror movie variant cover for this one by Yasmin yeah. Putri looks pretty damn Okay. Good. Okay, which movie is it? Because I don't know, and I've been trying to figure it out. And I know i got people yelling at me right now, but I don't know what movie that's an, an homage to. I don't know. And boy, that's becoming popular too. And I think Vault really set the standard on the homage covers. You got that right. Because I saw a couple of other publishers are starting to do that too. So I think they sort of led the pack on doing that. And they're still doing the best job of it. All right. So I don't think there's really anything. Is there anything else coming up in DC? I didn't see anything. I mean, I'm reading. I'm I'm getting a bunch of the the Sandman universe stuff, and I'm really enjoying Lucifer. Lucifer's. It reminds me of the original Lucifer, which I really enjoyed back in the day from Vertigo. So, Lucifer's doing pretty good. No, it looks like it's all kind of ongoing things to show you the alternate. Covers which are pretty friggin' awesome for most of them. Oh yes. And then your collected editions. Nice. So. And nothing's really jumping out to me, even from the collected editions. Well, there is the Tales of the Batman Jerry Conway Volume 3 hardcover. And then you get all the statues. All right, so that's DC. All right. Ooh, IDW. Well, you know what? I was looking at the Ragnarok to Breaking of Helheim by Walter Simosen. I looked at that, too. And, uh, and the cover B is Stan Sakai. But you don't get a picture of it. But Interesting. But I did think, you know, that looked pretty interesting, but that may have been. Now, I will say, I did do a second take at Star Pig number one. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at that, and that's what, that's, um, and I can't think of the name of it, what's on the cover there, but it's basically, uh, one of those dust mites that are totally indestructible. Yes. That they think would survive, you know, on Earth through nuclear war and everything else in a billion years from now. If you kind of look down, those things will still be around. Yeah. Whatever that is. So I did a double take on that thinking, huh. Well, then I read it and it's like, it has nothing to do with that. So I'm like, huh, okay. And I moved on. 
one thing I picked up, because I missed seeing this, the first one, and I saw it in the comic, the LCS this past Wednesday, and I got it. It's an IDW Road of Bones. Well, I heard of that. That sounds familiar. Like a Russian gulag. Mm-hmm. It, it looks pretty dark. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. It, it looks pretty grim, but... Oh, no, there's something else I saw here, and I'm... I'm I'll be shocked if you don't didn't pick it. What is that? On page 173. Oh, okay. Let's see. Oh, Born Again. Yeah, I did look at that for a bit of time. The yeah, the Born Again uh, storyline. Right. The second Frank Miller story uh, line he did. Right. Frank Miller with art by David Mazzucchelli. I just know you're big on Artisan Edition. This all thought. Yeah, but look on the next page. We got John Bushima's Silver Surfer Artist Edition, and then you got Gene Colan's Tomb of Dracula Artist Edition. Oh my gosh! And then you got Mike Zeck's Classic Marvel Stories Artist Edition. So then you get Mike Zeck, and you get all his Marvel stuff, which is mostly going to be Punisher and Captain America and all that. But I mean, now those three artist editions look sweet, especially the Tomb of Dracula. Well, just get all of them. I mean, what? Cash on a couple of bitcoins and <laughs> hey, there you go. And that's you know you got. Why else? Why else do you need Bitcoin for? <laughs> Just I'd buy all the comics. Right. Okay, then we're on to the Marvel. Yes. And being the and being the big X Men fan I am, I'm I'm hoping this Hickman House of X, uh, Power of X, kind of gets things back to where they need to be. Yes, I thought about you the second I saw this. I'm like, okay, you're a big X-Men fan. I know you're like Hickman. and Yeah, I might actually get this. I've never been much on the X-Men, but I might get into this. It's a six-issue limited series. Just just start with issue 94 of X-Men and read it to about... Let me see. 281? No, that's the new team. He's somewhere... Somewhere a little past 300. Is that all the Claremont stuff? Well, it's uh, for a good part of it, it's Claremont. I think it's Claremont from 94, giant size X Men, then 94 to 280, 280, and then 281, I think, is when he left. But I'd have to check and see. But, you know, even before that, you've got Marvel's epilogue, which I got the original Marvel's back in the day, which would have been the early 90s. And so it's a new epilogue to that series, so. I'll be getting it because he's got some Alex Ross art. But anyway, and you know what? Also, I've debated getting that History of the Marvel Universe by Mark Wade. I am seriously considering that. Because. Yes, looks good. But I wonder if it's just each page is just pictures like that and you got to kind of figure out the storyline or you got to figure out stuff or well, it says here all new story by legendary creator mark wade and this is another six issue miniseries so well, i don't how, how's it all new if it's the history of that's kind of what i'm thinking it's it's the all new history <laughs> what huh yeah so mm-hmm. so that could be interesting i'm bringing back another loki yeah series is that to you. Yeah, and they're still doing the uh, 
War of the Realm stuff, which I pretty much noped out of. And Jane Foster will be back as Valkyrie. Yep. And that's about Jason Aaron, who's well-established as writing Thor. Yeah. So, oh, and then there's some good stuff with the... uh, they got the I like in these facsimile editions they're coming out with. So they got Giant Size X Men number one facsimile edition, which I would highly recommend. And the X Men number one facsimile edition, New Mutants ninety eight facsimile edition, and X Men one thirty seven facsimile edition. I highly recommend just like all four of those. Especially the Giant Size X Men. If you've never read Giant Size X Men, ah, oh, it's awesome. And it's back in the day when you know it would actually take you thirty to forty five minutes to read a comic. <laughs> yeah. Especially that one because uh, 64 pages of prose just about on every page with awesome Dave Cockrum art throughout. Interesting. Oh, and Claremont didn't write that. That was Lean Ween, Lynn Ween with Roy Thomas. So you can't get any better than that for four ninety nine. That'd be a four ninety nine well spent right there, kitties. Oh, and then you get a bunch of carnage stuff. Which is eh. So I don't know if there's anything other coming out of Marvel other than the standard. Immortal Hulk is awesome. Punisher is pretty good. I'm liking the Conan stuff, except for the Savage Avenger stuff. Mm. Yeah, that might be it. You know. Got your, uh, very, your various J. Scott Campbell covers for Black Cat. Right. Bunch of Spider-Man. But then you get Spider-Man with, uh, Clayton Crane covers. Ah, oh, those Clayton Crane covers. Uh, very nice. You know, actually, Doctor Strange by Mark Wade's been a really good read. I'd highly recommend that. I'm gonna pick that up. And you got Donny Kate Silver Surfer Black. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. Just because it's just because it's Kate's. Yep, yep. I've got that coming in. That is some good stuff. And you know what? There's Daredevil. I haven't read Daredevil in a while, but you know what? I might go back and try to get this first this uh, new series. Zadarsky? Yeah. I think I've heard good stuff about it, and uh, I've heard some people talking that it might end up being as uh, good a run as that Iron Man Demon in a Bottle. This will be. Uh, demon in a, well, kind of like that. So, that's all I'm gonna say on it, cause I've heard some good stuff about it, so. I may go back and get me some Daredevil. And you know, that might be it for me and Marvel. That was it for me. I mean, I'm still getting the Star Wars stuff, and I enjoy the Star Wars stuff. And the Conan stuff. Looks like there's a bunch of Hard covers and stuff coming out. Um, you know, the Decades books looks interesting for Marvel. Did you see those on page 114 and 115? Right. Where they the, yeah, where you got the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the O's, and the 10s. 248 pages for 24.99. Nice. Very nice. All right, so we're done with the the big boys. 
Going to dynamite. And this is where I had my mind blown. Well, I love that Vampirella Cho cover. Oh yes. But the, but the, Christopher Priest writing Vampirella just took me completely aback. That is not a creator I would have associated with. So what, you gonna need some Vampirella? I might. I've never really, I want that Cho cover (laughs) for damn sure. Well, I mean, it was, it's back from the 69. It started in, was it Harris? In magazine format in 69? Yes. I never really quite understood the premise. Now, are you going to get the Frank Cho wraparound virgin cover for 50 bucks? Nope. <laughs> nope. But I did order this to regular with wraparound with the uh, trade dress cover for 399. Nice. 3.99 just sounds a whole lot better for a comic book than 50 bucks. Well, yeah. On the hall. Yeah, but that that virgin cover does look nice. But I guess it's the whole 50th anniversary thing, so there's going to be a lot of Vampirella. So, hey, you still getting uh, James Bond origin? Oh yes. God, they just do that. They do that character right. Uh, is there anything else in Dynamite? I don't think there was anything else. That's all that was new. Well, it looks like they're getting some boys omnibuses out, new ones. Oh, but did you see the Dreadstar Wizard Rare Limited Def- Definitive Edition signed by Jim Starlin? No, I didn't. I missed that. Where's that? On 203. 203. Written, illustrated, and signed by Jim Starlin. Some Dreadstar. Interesting. Intro price of $30. And then, like I said, next page you get the boys, you get the, the volume one, two, and one, two, and three of the trade paperback Omnibuy. Oh, look, and then there's more Vampirella stuff. <laughs> yep, there is. So, you got anything else in Dynamite? Are we ready for the boom? Nope, nothing else in Dynamite. I thought the Ghosted in L.A. looked interesting from Boom. Yes. Cena Grace, illustrated by Siobhan Keenan. And aren't you impressed I don't know how to pronounce that name? Mm-hmm. It's Celtic, or Irish. Yep, so I'm not even going to try. Is it Siobhan? Siobhan. Siobhan. Okay. Yes. It's a silent... OB? <laughs> <laughs> the S-I-O, or, or S-I is pronounced like S-H, and B-H... A-N is pronounced like a V. Siobhan. Okay. I saw that. Um, I was a little bit interested in... Well, I got the first cover. I'm not sure. I'm going to make. I'm gonna try to read the, the comic, but I got the uh, Tula Lote adult cover for Faithless. Mm-hmm. It's written by Brian Azzarello, illustrated by Maria Lovett. I had not too familiar with what the story is. I had to, haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I may continue to read that comic book. But I got that cover just because I wanted it. Just I get pretty much certainly any variant that Tula Lote does. I guess. I understand that. Well, you see where Jenny Frizen's doing the erotic variant for issue four? No, I didn't. Yep. Hey, there you go. No, I did not see that Jenny Frizen was doing that. Yep. So I guess they're doing like sex criminals, and every issue is going to have a uh, polybagged 
alternate version. Oh, and I also see on the other page, so from Archaea, which is now an imprint of Boom, which you really don't see much from them anymore since they bought them, but they're doing the Dark Crystal Creation Myth Complete Collection, which I got those. Those were hardcover when they came out, and this collects all three, and they were very good. So if you're into the Dark Crystal stuff from back in the Jim Henson stuff, then I highly recommend that hardcover. Uh, not so much uh, for me. <laughs> not for you. Well, that that's just not the genre. That's kind of the one that appeals to me too much. But that's all I had in Boom. Da Boom. All right, then we're into everything else, and you see these. Uh, you're already on the issue three of Five Years by Terry Moore. Yes. And that first issue was great. It was short. It seems short, but it was great. Uh, it is great, but everything he does is great. Now, did you see on page 246 that Aardvark Vanaheim? Um, I kind of skip over that. Okay, well, oh. putting out a book, Fornicator's One Shot, but if you look at the cover, yeah. what does it look like? Well, that's a Fantastic Four number one. Yep, so another homage cover. Like I was saying, that's a lot of these things, are publishers are starting to do the homage covers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one doesn't appeal to me, though. Doesn't have to get it, so... No, not me either. It's not a number one, but I'm going to mention it anyway. Spencer Locke continues. Mm-hmm. That is actually... I... That was... It, what did you think of the number, number first issue of that? I, did, I mean, I thought I had an interesting twist in it. Not the one at the end, but I'm kind of like... I, I, I figured their first encounter wouldn't happen for a while. There'd be a chase, but nope. <laughs> no, I was, they find each other in the first volume, in the first issue. Yep. Yeah, I was not expecting a PTSD Beetle Bailey. <laughs> that kind of took me aback. But yeah, that was mm-hmm. damn good. Yeah, and I guess what coming out this previews is doing issue four, and is that the yeah it's the conclusion? So it's the yeah end of that arc. But yeah, the first issue was great. Can't recommend it enough. Alright, then I'm already into the aftershock stuff. Yeah, so me too. There's another there's another Cullen Bun book. Cullen Bun, who is this guy? Who is this I guy? don't know. Just doing all kinds of stuff. So he's good. That temporal night sounds interesting. It or does. night's temporal. And then you get the second uh volume of Out of the Blue, which the first volume was great from Garth Ennis. I love Garth Ennis's like war stories. Oh, yep, so I do good. too. Yes, I look at that. That's something I'm interested in. And you've still got your ongoings there. Mary Shelley Munster Hunter, first issue of that came out last month. was great. Great. Uh, that's another one I'm continuing. Trust Fall. Well, that's issue got, two, so I haven't gotten that yet, but I know I've ordered that. Descendant was good. First issue of that was good. Yeah, that was interesting. I'm liking Orphan Age, too. That's because it's what, in Texas, though. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> Just like Martin likes any comic that has a protagonist named Martin. Yeah, how many of those are there? Well, there's more than you think. Yeah, I know for some reason. I think it's conspiracy. Probably. Mm. So on past that, Ahoy Comics. So what do you think about Bronze Age Boogie so far? I like it. It's interesting. It's I'll weird, twisted, goofy. I, yeah, it appeals to everything I like. Oh, and there's that second coming number one. DC wussed out and wouldn't print this, so 
Ahoy Comics will, so that should be hilarious. Yes. So, you know what? You, you see these American mythology productions? I'm into that section. Are they somebody new? Because I just don't remember them from like last year or so, but all of a sudden now it's like you see them, they've got like... This... I don't think they're new, but I just... I've not really paid much attention to them, so... Because yeah, now I'm starting to see, like, they got... It looks like they got the Zorro license uh, and a few other stuff. It looks like they got... Oh, there's Underdog. <laughs> and Mr. Peabody and Sherman and Casper and some stuff. And Carson of Venus, I think that is Edgar Rice Burroughs. They must have got some Edgar Rice Burroughs and some other public domain stuff. Right. Now, page 277. I know this is a book you read and you sent it to me. Are you going to try to get the volume 2? Roman Ritual from Amigo Comics? Because uh, number 1 comes out. You know, I had missed that. That was actually interesting, that, that first arc. I may have to consider getting that. Well, it'll come up on the FOC here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's the nice thing here about you see something in previews, you find you missed it, and you can just get it in the FOC whenever that comes through. Yep. Do, do, do. And then we're into the Archie stuff. When are you getting some Archie stuff? When are you get to Archie 1945 or something when it was coming out? I thought about I was planning on it, and then I decided I didn't. So, no, I'm not oh. getting any Archie right now. No, well, there you go. I may pick that up and trade again when I get caught up on some things. Yeah, that might be the best thing. Yeah, you know, I've got still got some reading done. I had a week there when I just didn't feel like reading any comics for some reason. I don't know what it was. I must have been sick or something. Because who doesn't want to read comics? I was say, temporary insanity, I would think, is when that would come up. Mm. Black Mask, this is on page 294, is reissuing the Kim and Kim trade paperbacks. Mm-hmm. Written by Mag- Magdalene Visaggio, who's a writer I am very interested in. I think she's going to be one of the big things in the next few years. And she's writing quite a few things for different publishers right now. Didn't she write a Vagrant Queen for Vault and that just got optioned for a movie or something? Yes. And she wrote, uh, she's writing one called Calamity Kate right now and I forgot who the publisher is. Oh, that sounds familiar. And she's got a new one coming out at a publisher that I will talk about when we get to them. Because that's okay. going to be interesting. All right. So, I ooh. really like the writing. Yeah, now I'm on the boundless section, so let's just scoot <laughs> on ahead. Scoot on ahead. Yes, as I always do. Well, you know, that is a market for some people. It is. Whatever helps sell comics. Yep, I can deal with that. Uh, I think this might have been the section, or I really wasn't seeing too much. But I think it was also late at night when I was filling this out, so... Hmm. Well... Might have missed some Something stuff. that's unusual is I didn't find anything in the drawn and quarterly. I usually find at least one thing. Really? What about the Fantagraphics? Oh, there's something in Fantagraphics. Definitely something in Fantagraphics. Oh. Page 316. Oh, well, okay. Prince Valiant, volume 19? No. Vivisectionary? No. Tanta? Tanta by Jaime Hernandez. Hot on the Hill, the... Jaime Hernandez's masterpiece, Is This How You See Me?, comes a standalone graphic novel that focuses on one of Hernandez's most memorable characters, Tonta. I take it she's from Love and Rockets? It's from Love and Rockets, but this is a standalone story. So 
this would be a, something that I could recommend to somebody who's never experienced Jaime Hernandez or Love and Rockets. If you want to kind of get a taste for what that's like. And one of the difficult parts about recommending Love and Rockets to anyone is that this has been for since 1982 essentially one long continuous story. The characters have aged as he has aged, and he doesn't do any resets. So it's it's hard to just pick up with the current book and know what's going on. You kind of have to do a lot of back reading. Most people don't want to do that. But this would give people an opportunity to get understand a little bit how Jaime writes and thinks and draws, and you wouldn't be lost. Wondering what's going on with the story. Mm. Okay, may have to give that a try. And the local punk band Oot provides the soundtrack. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, 104 pages at 20 bucks, hardcover, pretty good price. And that's not bad. Oh, I did, I did see Catch My Eye on page 318, the, the Hawking. So it's a, I guess a biography of Stephen Hawking. Yes, that looked interesting. So. I think I'm picking that up. So, and also on the next page, did you see that Frank Cho Ballpoint Beauties hardcover? Yes, I'm going to get that. Oh, you are? Yes. You like the art books. I, I like, like the art books. I like the art books, especially something that's as unusual as that. Because I've, you know, as you know, I've had some drawing, and, and a ballpoint pen is not an instrument that what you would think is good for drawing. And to see what he's done with that is, I'm fascinated. Plus, I just like Frank Cho's mm-hmm. work. He does some good work. Some of it sometimes gets controversial for some reason, but not controversial to me. No. I mean, it's almost like it's just pinup style art, and that, that's where I think a lot of people get twisted on it. I think. Yep. Well, pinup art shouldn't be on a comic book cover. Comic book? Well, then your opinion. It's okay. art. It's art. Uh, oh, did you see on page 326 the Ditko Shrug, the uncompromising life of the artist behind Spider-Man hardcover? I saw it. So it's a reference. It's a, it's listed as a reference book. Right. I'm not sure what about I might look and see what, try to do some more research and see exactly what it is. Yeah, but then right beside it's the cartoon introduction to calculus. So you can learn calculus via comic book. Right. And who doesn't want need, and everybody needs to know how to do calculus, calculus. But then, on page 228, this is something I wanted to talk about. Ooh, okay. Humanoids. Publisher that's Mm. been around for a while. But they are about to start a shared universe. And I went out to their website and looked around. There's going to be six titles to begin with. I think the first one comes out in June, and then they come out periodically for the next few months. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I'm looking at these first two books. Well, first one, uh, number one that's listed here is Strange Lands, writers Magdalene Visaggio and Darcy Little Badger. The second issue of Ignited comes out, written by Mark Wade with Kwanzaa Asajifo. I'm like, okay. I'm glad he pronounced that. Um, well, I, I doubt that's even pr- correct. But I'm like, okay, this is pretty good names here. Uh, so it could be something to pay attention to. Yeah. I'm going to try it out. just because I just mentioned that because I know a lot of people are really into shared universes. And they mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. And how you will know the logo's a little bit different 
on this book is I have this bold letter H with a black, bold black circle around it. That's that's the one how you'll know that these are part of this shared universe. So we'll mm-hmm. see how that goes. Yep. And the other stuff under that Shanghai Dream down below there actually looks interesting. Oh, let's see. I'm just going to skip by Keen Spot. Oh, how can you skip by Keen Spot? <laughs> Uh, that was the biggest chuckle I've got in this whole book. The Donald, are you serious? Who, the Donald who laughs. Oh my gosh, that is just hilarious looking. It may be total garbage. I don't know, but it's, it's just uh, the com- yeah. the premise is funny as hell to me. Yeah, I yeah. Then you got Fart Night. Fart Night. Well, that's just childish. But uh, yep, yep. I don't know. I just thought that was at least a clever. Oh, and here we didn't get into Lions Forge, where it looks like they're trying to. Kickstart their shared universe. Yeah, I saw this, and I'm wondering because we've got this event, the seven days, where I think they're crossing over, and they're bringing all their characters in. And the question is, how? They don't say anything about it in here, but somebody who's never read any of the Catalyst Prime is—is this a jumping-on point? Will they be confused mm-hmm. or? Or what? I don't don't know. So yeah, but but they're bringing in Gail Simone to yeah tie it all up, right? Um, and it looks like you know some of the issue, you know some of the books they had aren't around anymore, and some of them are. So, but you know, I kind of I've read some of the stuff. I've kind of liked it. It just got to be a lot to keep up with. Yes, it is. That's about. Oh well, I did. I take it back. Page three seventy eight under Titan Comics. Oh, the Titan Comics. Is it? It's not a. Uh, it's not a hard case. Card. Hard case. No. What page was it again? Three seventy eight. Oh, I went right by it. Okay, here we go. Blade Runner twenty nineteen with an art germ cover. Yes. Well, you didn't like art germ. Well, there's all there's cover B, C, and D too. <laughs> that I can get. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I don't I don't know how you know you won't know until you read it how well it is done. But yeah, the first comic to tell original stories set in the Blade Runner universe. That's what appeals to me is it's not rehashing stories or you know taking movie scripts. It's, it's original stories. I do like me some Blade Runner. That's mm-hmm. that's on my it's in my top five all time favorite movies. Is it now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's is. been a while since I've seen the original. Well, you got to get the expanded or the director's cut or whatever it was to really. Yeah, make, that's the, what, I don't think it, the theatrical least makes no sense. It's you know, yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever seen a director's cut, so I'll have to make that a priority then. Right. And I still haven't seen the what the sequel that came out a year or two ago. I have not either. I heard it was good. At first, I was like, "No, no, you, you can't improve on it." But I've heard it's done, doing well. Yeah, How are it. you doing on Valiant these days? Are you reading? Yep, yeah, I'm reading all the stuff that's coming out. I never dropped off. I kind of enjoyed most of it for the part, and I'm looking forward to some of this new stuff. Killers looks good. I really enjoyed the first issue of Fallen World. I did too. Punk Mambo first issue was good. The Life and Death of Toyo Harada. 
It's just, you know, a continuation of Imperium, which has been good. Curious about what Psylords is going to be. Yep. I had fallen off for over, probably close to a year and a half. I wasn't getting any Valiant. And I'm getting back to it with, certainly with Punk Mambo, written by Cullen Bunn, which is a name I've never heard before. <laughs> Cullen Bunn, he's writing everything now. Yep. yep. Uh, Fallen World was the... good, and I'm looking yep. forward to Psylords, too. Yep, yep. Okay, now, have you gotten into Vault there? Because, uh, and look, they're, they're, they're doing, they're called Vault Vintage Honoring, and then the artist. So their homage covers are calling Vin- Vault Vintage. And so you see a one to Why the Last Man. And, uh, yes. and then, look, then it looks like that Sarah and the Royal Stars is an homage cover to their first issue they put out however many years ago from Heathen. Ah, yes. So they're homaging their own cover. Uh-huh. But the next page, page 400, that's the homage cover to get. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And wasn't that cover back in the day what kicked off the whole seduction of the innocent? It was one of them, yeah. The person holding the severed head. I thought, I guess although it was a... F- that was a female head. Mm-hmm. Uh, the parents holding it. But yeah, so this is... they. Reverse gender roles, but yes, this is. Yep, I'm getting it. That that's that's the, that's an homage cover there. Did you read Queen of Bad Dreams? The first yeah, I did. It was actually, yeah, it was actually pretty good. It is. I, Vault is crushing it right now. Vault and Aftershock. Yeah. Like it's about everything they put out is like, damn, this is really well, really well done. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there was anything else because then you get into the Xenoscope and right. I've yet to sample anything from all that. So that's that's pretty much it for me. I didn't be for me too. I don't know if there's anything in the figures or. I didn't even look. Oh, you know what? I think there was one. Was it this one or was it last month's? There's one you showed me last month. Is it the Batman with the uh, the family all on his shoulders? Yes. yes. Yeah. I think that was last month. Yep. Or two months ago, I think. Maybe we skipped a month. Or did we? I've lost track now. It's been a while. Yeah, that looks good. Oh, there's the Pennywise action figure. I'm not sure you're ready to no. buy in no. on that. No. Now they've got on this is on page forty two of that section. The Batman bendable figures. Is Batman bendable? <laughs> uh he can be somewhat flexible. So what is that? Is that the Batman eighty nine and the Yep, that's Batman eighty nine and then uh the Detective Comics twenty seven bendable yes. Batman. Yes. Not gonna be getting those, but those are kinda funny. <laughs> Well, come on. You don't. Maybe it can be a stress reliever. You can just sit there and just. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Twist it, bend it, relieve that stress. Whatever stress you got. Ooh, no, that doesn't. This, this is on page forty-three. That metals Batman, the animated series Batmobile diecast. Oh, that is a nice, nice one there, isn't it? Of course, I was looking on page 58 where you have the Bob Ross retro action figure. Where he's, <laughs> he's, where, he, where he's, where he's painting happy trees. That's funny. 
I didn't. Oh my! I didn't God. realize his. I didn't realize his. Um. Oh, what's that? He's got his. What's that called when you get the paint on? Palette. The palette. Yeah. I didn't realize the palette was that large. I don't think his was quite that large, but it was large. I remember watching that show. <laughs> but I think that's a little oversized. Uh, at least it's got the fro. Yes, that is funny as hell. What? I love the Bob Ross. I, I didn't sound in, but that's just a funny as hell. I mean, you're. Whoever came up with the I didn't make that an action figure. That was clever. <laughs> and then none of that Funko stuff appeals to me at all. Oh, you don't like the Funko? No, no. What about on page 72 where it's ML, Major League Baseball vinyl figures? Vinyl stuff. Is, is there any Rangers there? Mm, don't I see doubt it. it. <laughs> Quite a few Astros, though. Well, yeah, because Astros, you're talking about. Astros have won a World Series in the last couple of years. So you've got some, you know, Justin Verlander, of course. Oh, is that a requirement for getting a pop figure? Uh, if, you're gonna want, if you're a Houston Astros fan, I guess. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, Jose, There's your too. previews. Yeah. Uh, That's your previews, yes. Some good things. Uh, yeah. Things yeah considering. We kind of went back to our OG format of just kind of flipping through the catalog. Well, it seems to work. What? I don't know, but it takes an hour and a half. Well, Who wants to listen to us for an hour and a half? That's true, because there's so many other podcasts they can listen to <laughs> besides us. I don't think an hour and a half is that bad. But uh, Well, I guess it can condense down. You can play it on one and a half speed or double speed and get done with it twice as fast. So That's true. All right, so is that going to do it for us this that this evening. do it for us. This has been Best of the Rest. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can tweet the show at BOTR Comics. You can reach me directly at JForgets. And I'm at UT Inger. I'm going to start saying it different instead of Ud Inger because it's actually UT Inger. That may be easier for somebody to remember. But. Well, yeah. If if I if I said it out the whole way, it's if everybody if anybody's been wondering what that is, it's the abbreviation for UT Engineer. So the E N G R UT Inger, and that's University of Tennessee, not University of Texas. UT. Yes, so. thank God. <laughs> and we are out. <laughs>